we see Jesus in Revelation chapter 1, he's portrayed to have legs of bronze, which signifies, I'm sure, more than one thing. But I surely believe that that picture showing Christ to have legs of bronze signifies strength and power. That's true because he is God. And we know as Christians that God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. There's nothing that he cannot do. Not only is he omnipotent, all-powerful, but he's also omnipresent everywhere at one time. God is ever-present. That's why he's so powerful. He doesn't have to show up to show out. He's always present. I don't have to look for him in some other country when I need him. And you know what? Because he's, he's because he's ever present, I can't run from him. I can't leave him. Doesn't matter where I go, he is there. If you don't believe me, there's a man with better legs than mine and this man's name was Jonah. He was told to go preach to the Ninevites in Assyria. And he didn't want to do it because they were not Jews. So he ran from God. And he found out you can run, but you can't hide. So since God is omnipotent, all-powerful, omnipresent everywhere at one time, ever-present, doesn't have to show up. And since he's also omniscient, he knows everything. He knows every move I make before I make it. Psalm 139 tells us that uh, he knows my thoughts before I think them. He knows my words before I form them in my lips. So he knows everything. There's nothing that God does not know. That's why your salvation is secure. Because God can't learn anything new about you. Everything that he needs to know, he knew it before you were created. That's why the Bible says that you were uh, saved by him before the world began. I like the way Paul puts it in Second uh, Timothy chapter one, verse nine. He said, "He who had called us and saved us with the holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace." which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began. 
God in eternity's past knew us and saved us to be with him in eternity. So when we see him in, in, in Revelation chapter 1, standing with legs like pillars of bronze, he is standing before his church, his bride, in power and majesty, showing his, his rights that he is their power of salvation, their hope of glory. Because right now, he has the keys of death and Hades, death and hell in his hands. And because his bride is one with him, they will never see death. Oh, she will never see death. She will never see hell. No wonder he said, upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So we're standing on the solid rock. That rock that was cut out of a mountain without hands, said Daniel in Daniel chapter 2. But today, we're going to resume our workout and work and work on these frail human bodies. Once again, uh, preparing for the good fight of faith. Tonight, we're going to work on two body parts. Legs and shoulders. The legs help us move and give us the power to stand against the evil one. Stand against principalities and evil powers in high places. And our shoulders give us the strength to fight. The good fight. But right now we're gonna start off with the start off with the leg. And we're gonna we're gonna do leg extension on the leg machine. Now you may not you may not have a leg machine in your home. So you can't do what we're doing exactly the same way. But now if, if you have leg weights, and I hope you do have leg weights, this would help you do this exercise. You can take some leg weights and uh, sit in a straight chair and do the same thing I want to do on this leg machine. All you have to do is raise both legs up parallel to the floor and back down and back up and back down. Now, if you wanted to, you could, do, you could do one leg at a time. You could do both legs at a time or one leg. It's up to you. But me, I want to do two, both legs, two legs at one time. So here we go. Someone has to count. I'm, I'm going to try to do 10 repetitions if I can. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 
14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. Now, you know, if you do these long enough, you can feel the separation between the muscles. You have four muscles in the front of your legs. They're called quadriceps. The word, four, the word quad means four. So there, there are four muscles in the front part of your legs, your thighs. And when you're doing these exercises, you can actually see them. And you can actually feel each muscle. And you can count the quadriceps. One, two, three, four. And you know, the, the football players, they work those legs hard because that's what they need on that football field. They're doing a lot of running, a lot of hitting, a lot of falling and tumbling, and sometimes they just have to stand. Sometimes they have to put up a, a goal line stance to keep the opposing team from making a touchdown or a field goal. And sometimes you may have to stand as, as a Christian. The Bible tells us to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand when the evil day comes. And after having done all to stand, stand. All right, let me add another weight. Add some more weight. Once we get done with this exercise, we're gonna back up and do some chest. I'm not chest. Man, I, I like doing chest though, but not tonight. We're going to do shoulders. Military presses. We're not in the military, but the military style presses are good for those shoulders. Here we go. One more, one more set of leg extensions. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12, 13, 14, 15, all right. Yeah, I was thinking about the book, the book of Revelation and how some of the believers have been prophesied to go through much tribulation. Rather than take the mark of the beast, they endure hardships. And they stand for Jesus Christ in the midst of losing their lives. You know, if during that period of time, Daniel. And Daniel chapter 12 said, said that the tribulation will be so bad that it had never been that bad since the world began, nor will it be uh, that bad when, when, uh, between then and, and the time the world ends. In other words, this tribulation will be worse 
than the flood, which killed the whole world. The whole world died except eight people. This 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 suffering will be worse than Sodom and Gomorrah, when God called down fire on Sodom and killed everybody in those cities that surrounded Sodom and Gomorrah, to include Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, this time to come, this time of tribulation, will be worse than what would happen at the end of the world. When God burns up this world with fire, and there is by the end. Do, do you hear me? Now, <clears throat> when the flood came, nobody could stand. When God brought down fire on Sodom and Gomorrah, nobody in those cities could stand. When God bring down fire on this earth, at the end of the world, when he burns up even the elements, gravity, air, nobody will be able to stand. Nobody. But you know what? During the tribulation period, the saints stand. They stand even when they die. Listen to what chapter 12 of Revelation say to us. John said that Satan accuses the saints day and night because he wants them in hell. He wants them dead in hell. But chapter 12 verse 11 says but they overcame him by the word of the testimony. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony. I love that. The blood of the lamb empowers me because I know that the blood of the lamb covers all of my sin. Satan accuses me of my sin, but the blood of the lamb covers my sin. Christ told us that in, in the Gospels. But John reiterates it in Revelation chapter 1 verse 5. To him who loved us and, 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 and saved us and washed away our sins in his own blood. So my, my sins are paid for. My sins are covered. Do you hear me? My sins are covered. God covered my sin with the blood of Jesus. So when he looks at me, he don't see my sins. He sees the blood that atones for my sins. To atone means to cover. David said, blessed is the man whose sins are covered. Whose iniquities are forgiven. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sins. 
God has imputed his righteousness to me and imputed his, my sin to his son, Jesus Christ. So they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And the word of the testimony is this. In the world, we should have tribulation, but we'll be a good cheer because Jesus has overcome the world. But he is the way, the truth, and the life. Now, now that's that's putting Satan to the wind because the Bible says if that we, that we should resist him steadfastly in the faith, and he'll flee from us. We'll put him on the run. He may come back, but he'll run. He'll get his hat. So they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. And this is that last phrase that makes me want to jump and shout. And they love not their lives unto the death. Let me do another step before I get, I don't want to get cold. Lord said, I'd rather have you hot or cold, but you're neither cold nor hot, you're lukewarm. I don't. I want to be hot, y'all. Let me do another set. This this is the last set of these leg extensions. Y'all ready? Someone someone had to count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen. All right, it feels good. They love not their lives unto the death. In other words, they said, they didn't, what about dying? We don't love life that much in this world. We, we, here, they would say, we, we have no continuing city. Uh, we, but we, we look for one, not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. And understood what Christ said when he spoke these words. He said, don't fear him who can kill the body. And when he's done that, that's all he can do. Don't fear him. Satan and, and, and men of this earth may be able to, to destroy the body. But this, he, he said, don't fear those men and don't fear Satan. But fear him who can kill the body and then cast body and soul into hell. Destroyer, he said, body and soul in hell. That's who you should fear, God. But that's the problem with the world today. Paul said they have no fear of God before their eyes. That was Cain's problem. Cain did not fear God. How can that be? How can man not fear God? And the deal is, God came to Cain and talked with him and told Cain that sin was crouching at his door. 
but he must overcome it. But he didn't. He let sin overcome him. He said, sin, God said, Cain, sin is crouching at your door and wants to overcome you, desires to take control of you, but you must master it. But he didn't. He murdered his brother. I'm, I'm changing the weights on this barbell so I can do, do my uh, military presses. You're going to like this. Now, what I want you to do, if you don't have a barbell and a, and a rack to hold the barbell, just grab you some water bottles. Any size you can handle. If you can handle them, the small bottles and do some good repetition, that's good. If you can get yourself two, two of those 32 liter bottles, one in each hand, that's good. Find yourself a straight chair and sit down with your back toward the chair, the back of the chair, and begin to raise. Uh, the water bottles up over your shoulders. Just hold it there. Don't, don't, don't do anything there. Just hold it there for a few, few seconds. Then once you get your balance, raise them up over your head. Now, there's two ways you can do this. You can do them both at the same time. Or you can isolate your shoulders and do one at a time. I do both when I do dumbbells. Sometimes when I, when I do the dumbbells, I do both uh, arms at the same time, or sometimes I do one arm at a time. But tonight, I don't, I don't have a choice. <clears throat> I have to do both arms because I'm doing barbells. But here we go. Let me see now if I can do this. This is pretty heavy. Here we go. We'll see. Ah! One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right, that felt good. Mm, mm, mm. You know, this, this is much different than uh, spiritual growth. When, you, when you're growing with these weights, it, it either feels good or bad, depending on what you do. But... Uh, If, it's, if it feels too bad, some of us, some of us won't do it. We just give up because it's too hard. I, I think about that in a spiritual sense when, when we're uh, growing in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We really just need to 
persevere in listening to God's word and reading God's word and doing God's word. Some folks say it's hard, but it's not hard. And I'll tell you why it's not hard. You know, some folks say being, being a Christian is hard. No, it's not hard. If you don't love the world, don't read it hard that you love the world too much. And you're caught in a, in a, in a straight between two things. Rather to give your whole heart to the Lord or give part of your heart to the world. You can't love two masters. You either hate one and love the other one. So, uh, growing in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior is not hard. And doing His will is not hard. Let me show you why. Philippians chapter 2, Paul says, Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Now, he didn't say that for you to work to get saved or work to stay saved. He said, because you are saved, this, this is how you should live. It's like if you're uh, married. I mean, you don't have to work to get married. You're already married. And, and you don't have to work to stay married. You're married, no matter what. Until death do your part. There's work to maintain that marriage to bring about harmony, peace, and joy. But Paul says, work out your salvation with fear and with trembling. For it is God in you, both to will and to do. So God gives you the will, the desire to serve him. And he gives you the ability to do it and the strength. In him we move. And have our being. Hold on, just a minute. Let me do another set. Ah! One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Woo-wee! That felt good, but it don't always feel good. It's happening now. But you know, for us, there's always joy in serving the Lord. Always. Even, even when we're suffering. James says, count it all joy when you're going through divers tribulation. Rejoice in the Lord always, Paul would say. And then I found out that we have a joy that never diminishes. It's always there. We, we don't have to pray for it. We don't have to look for it. We don't have to conjure it up. It's always there. Because it's God in you, both to will and to do. And since God lives in you, you have the fruit of the Spirit. And one fruit of the spirit is joy always there 
no matter what you're going through. Remember, when the going gets rough, the tough get going with joy in their hearts. Don't you remember what 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 the Lord uh, told uh, Nehemiah in Nehemiah chapter eight verse ten? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Isn't that amazing? Even if I can't do but a few pounds in my workout, that's okay. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Here we go again, y'all. I'm doing upset. This is my last set of military freshmen. Working these shoulders. Ah! One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And ten. Isn't that something? I feel good. Like a full man should. Okay. Now, I want to dump some of these weights off of the uh, leg machine. And I'm going to do ah, some leg curls. And yeah, you can do the same thing. Now, once again, if you don't have any uh, equipment, if you have some leg weights, some ankle weights, what I want you to do is to lay on your tummy. Lay flat on the floor with your head facing the floor. And with the entire body parallel to the floor. And all I want you to do is curl those legs up as far as you can get them towards your buttocks and back, and back down. And do that for 10 to 20 reps. And you're working your hamstrings. Your hamstrings are, are those muscles in your upper legs You can, you can feel them when you are working out. So I'm going to lay down on this bench with my legs interlocked into the machine. Ah. All right. Let me sure I get a good position here. Okay. All right. Everything is all right.